Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to discuss our final verdict of the NBA bubble. We're going to rank it from a scale of 1 to 10. Also, the NBA lost a lot of money during the bubble. How will it affect free agency in the future? We'll discuss that as well. The main topic also will be we're going to talk about the rise and fall of super teams in the NBA. And will there ever be another super team? And where will it be located? And what players will be involved? We'll discuss that later on in the show. Also, we're going to discuss some of the newest arguments against Michael Jordan being the GOAT since LeBron James has won his fourth title. In our MVP music table talk discussion, we're going to go back in time to talk about the CD collection era and how it had an impact on me and Ian's lives. And also, we have some awards to give out. So just sit back, relax, turn up your stereos or your radio and enjoy the show. What it do? What it do, baby? What it do? <laughs> What's back? going on? We back. we back. We back. It's been a long, long time. Should have left you without a podcast to step to. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We got What's going on? What's going on? What's going on in Burbank, man? Bring me up to speed, man. How, how, how everybody well, doing? Everybody rolling free? Well, yeah, everybody Rona free. We did get some bad news. One of our elders got COVID. So uh, he just got diagnosed earlier this week, but he's doing good. So and he wasn't like, he's a pretty, you know, he keeps himself in shape and eats healthy. So, you know, he's been doing fine. Just keep him in your prayers and uh, it'll be fine. But other than that, I mean, I've been staying Rona free. Burbank, I know the government shutting down the suburb, the suburban restaurants. So uh, I know uh, a lot of these restaurants in Burbank ain't really feeling that right now. So, yeah, it is what it is, man. (laughs) The numbers is going back. I mean, the numbers now are worse than they ever were, to be quite honest. Um, Exactly. You know, so you just got to take precautions, man. If we if we had just locked everything down back in March, I mean, really locked it down. None of this essential work BS where you sending out people to put put in four hour shifts at, at uh cold stone creamery uh <laughs> you know what i mean like if they really really had shut everything down for a good 30 to 45 days we would have been through it man i think we would have been through it yeah i think so too i think so too it's just- you know, see some of these other countries like taiwan and new zealand and, and korea like Ooh, like they 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 had like 19 cases, you know, or like or, I'm sorry, or like 19 deaths or something like that, something minuscule compared to us. And it's like, you know, we we really need to learn. We we don't need to have this attitude like, oh man, they're third world countries. We ain't got nothing to learn from them, you know. Like, you pride know, is before a crash, Ian. Pride is before a crash. Yeah, you. That is that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Speaking of pride, shout out to those friends out there who refuse, who refuse 
to download the workbooks and the watchtowers and the other literature the meanings. You know what that sound is? I don't know if that's a good sound, but that's a uh, that's horses, right? That's a horse. <laughs> Keep up with the chariot, friends. I'm gonna say that's the chariot. That's the chariot. Yo, these friends are still requesting hard copies of literature. Dude, we've been on lockdown for seven months. <laughs> Going on eight, going on eight. And, and and I talk to brothers from other congregations, other literature servants, other service overseers, and they're saying this exact same thing. They're like, man, I don't even, I don't even, one brother said, <laughs> one brother told me, you know, you know the brother too, uh, 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 Rodney, uh, uh, so I ain't gonna put him out there like that. This one older brother told me, he was like, man, I don't even like to tell him that it's, the stuff's available. Cause he's like, if I don't tell him it's available, they go ahead and they just download it. But as soon right. as I make the announcement that it's available, he got 50, 60 people who he know ain't cracking this stuff open. Uh, you know what I mean? Requesting these art copies of literature. And here's the thing that people don't think about. When you request this stuff, okay, all this stuff gets sent to a brother who belongs to a coordinating congregation for the building. When, when you request stuff, that means the literature servant, or in my case, the service overseer, I have to drive to that brother's house, interact with him, Pull all this stuff out of his out of his car, put it in, load it in mine, call up all the group overseers, coordinate with them when I'm gonna drop this stuff off with them, and then they have to drop it off with you. Why are you making the brothers run around like that? <laughs> we risking COVID. We you know what I mean? Like, like we getting off work late, you know, and we gotta go do this stuff. Please, please. Drop it's, it's all on magazines and, and books. <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's easier for us and it's easier for you. Please just download it online. Okay? Yeah. Slave been trying to get us to do this for seven years now. Please and and now we have now we have the best the best reason in the world to, to, to get on board with it. We're not even at the at the meeting in the building anymore. So yeah. please, please download the literature. This one sister Rodney yesterday. Got a little story for you. I am a glitch game. I'm gonna hand it back over to you. <laughs> This sister, she, go ahead. No, I said fire away. Oh, okay, this sister, she's known for going off on brothers. That's just that's just what she do. That's her thing. Okay, this sister was on the mean for service. It wasn't Sister Williams, was it? No, 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 no. It's Sister. I guess I'm gonna have to edit her name out. Sister, real boy. She, oh man, she, 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 she'll call you everything but a child of God, boy. But anyway, um, she, uh. She asked the, uh, the, the, the the literature servant, yeah, I need a reasoning book. I, I needed to place with some of my relatives. And he told her, well, we don't have any reasoning books. So then our, our Kobe, he chimed in and he said, well, sis, actually the reasoning book is for personal study use. You, we're not to place those with the public. Well, it's, it's, it's actually for me. And he was like, well, okay, sister, we still don't have any. What you can do, you can go online on the website right now and download it. Or you can go on your app right now and download it. You don't even have to wait four to six weeks for it to show up and us to track you down and, and, and all of that back and forth. You can do it right. You can look up the reason book right now. Right. I ain't got time to be sitting on no computer. I ain't, I, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't doing all of that. Ain't nobody got time for all of that. And then another brother tried to chime in with a scripture. Oh, forget I asked. I ain't never asking y'all for nothing else. Nobody in this congregation cares about me. Nobody ever call me. Nobody ever does this. 
man. I hate y'all. Just just starts going off. Don't be trying to chastise me. And then like, you know, by this time it's getting awkward. So some of the sisters in the in the in the group of service like, well, sister, they were sharing scripture for everybody. No, nah, no, nah, that was for me. That was for me. They be picking on me. I don't need to be chastised by y'all. And like, wait a minute, twenty second time out. Twenty second time out. She did this in the middle of the group. Yes. Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. That's what she do, man. She went off on me a couple, <laughs> a couple. She was a mad ago. rapper. Oh man, dude, she beyond a mad rapper. She'll shoot a mad rapper out. <laughs> <laughs> She'll shoot a mad rapper. Out. She went off on me a couple months ago when we we were doing our breakout uh, room discussion on uh, the the regional convention, and she had her mic off and her camera off. So I'm thinking, I'm seeing, you know, her blacked out screen. I'm just, you know, talking to the group like I do. Then all of a sudden she comes on. I've been trying to comment for the past five minutes. Y'all just talking over me. Y'all forget it then. Forget it. I ain't never coming back on here. Called the called the Kobe up on me. He 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 chimed into the meeting trying to see what was going on. I'm like, yo, yo, show her camera and her mic was off. I had no idea she was trying to comment. Right, that's right. that's just what that's just what she do, man. But friends, please, please download the digital copies of the literature this other sister oh my god this one brother he, he a new elder but he's really he's really really kind-hearted okay and i you know I, I ain't gonna tell him what to do but he was he was making when we would run out of hard copies of the literature which i don't know how we were because i'm ordering more than enough um he would he would literally go to the hall and make xerox copies of the study lessons to give to the friends who wanted a hard copy oh, and hand delivering adorable. it to them. That's adorable. And I hand delivering it to them. But that's adorable. And I told him, I was like, dude, uh, you're creating an expectation here that go always going to want this. You know what I mean? It's, it's You got to tell them, go online because we might not always be able to do this. And the sister eventually, he one of the sisters he was delivering them to, told him, "I don't, I don't. This is not good enough. I don't want a Xerox copy. I want the real thing." Mm. I told him, "Tell her, you can get the real thing online." Right, right. Yeah. These friends, they be they be texting me from their iPhone. I know if they got an iPhone, because the text bubble is in blue. They be texting me. <laughs> They be texting me from their smartphone talking about they they don't know how to do it. Like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> You're on Zoom. I see you on Zoom. You have the you so I know you have a tablet of some sort. Right. Oh, but I digress. I'm sorry, hey. right? I'm hey on. man, I was I'm just on. giving you the floor. Cause cause I, I'm a I'm a vent later on in the show that I'm gonna need you to just give me a couple of minutes on. But it's seven months worth of frustration, Ronnie. I, I am just <laughs> Hey, that's, that's why I I'll pray show, for you, man. brother. I'll pray, I, I, that's I'll why pray I need for the show. Because I, 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 this is the only place I can really vent. <laughs> <laughs> I pray for you. I continue to pray for you, man. Because, uh, yeah, you just got to keep up. Friends got to keep up with the chariot. You know, I, me personally at Burbank, I, what I have done is I got to see, I got to service overseers taking care of their own particular groups. So y'all need literature, y'all need all that. You know, I don't want because I don't want to be getting bugged by the whole congregation. I just tell, hey, you need something, you know, the service overseer take care of it. My the magazine servant come in. Now I understand some you got older ones. Like one sister explained it to me, and I thought it was pretty, you know, it made sense because you know, 
being on a device, sometimes, you know, sometimes sisters have one device and they trying to watch the meeting on Zoom, but then they trying to convert, they trying to go back and forth with electronics and it's kind of hard for them to comment and everything. So, you know, I make an exception for that, but if for these, the ones that's like, you know, under the age of 55, 60, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, they know how to download the, the, the information. Like, yeah, even, like, even that I, point I, is I, like, I know in their 70s who know how to do it and then and then they like to pull this excuse oh well i can't see very well well mm-hmm. yo you can if you download it digitally you can expand the font exactly you can expand the font you're just stubborn you just don't want to get with the program right yeah that that's that, that a lot a lot of this stuff is coming back to backfire all the people that was anti-electronics you know back when everything was starting to make that transition nobody wanted to break down everybody wanted to stay nah this is not for me this ain't i i I can't i don't know how to do this i can't i can't do electronics it's not my thing and here's my question okay you adapted to you went from vhs to cds you went from cassette tapes to cds and dvds how come you can't make the next transition you know like this is where it's at this is this is our future now everything is electronic so we gotta make that adjustment the branch knew this going into it that's why they did all of this for us because they knew in the future we might not get access to to magazines and stuff and you see these videos that be on the broadcast and how you know, soldiers break into these witnesses' homes. Yeah. They, they, and, and what if you, they, your, your cover is blown because you got personal copies, physical copies of magazines and books all in your house and they got you. Yep. They P- got Piling you. up, piling up, collecting dust, right? Collecting dust, pl- piling up. So when, when that time comes, when we're the targets and we've been told, no, use electronic devices to download your stuff, hey, the ones that probably gonna escape are the ones that didn't, that just just ceased doing it, got rid of all they books and stuff like that and kept everything electronically. We never know. So, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, I'll pray for you, Ian. I'll pray for you, Ian. Keep, keep, keep praying. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, you know, it's a have patience, man. I, 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 I've I've had to work on that too. It's it's you know dealing with COVID nineteen. Even though it's on uh, we on shutdown, and we don't have to do as much now as we used to do when we were at the Kingdom Hall. It, the friends can still make it seem like you got a lot to do when you don't. Oh, absolutely have to. You know, and it's, and it's shepherding, like, man. Like I've never had to shepherd so much, dude. Like yeah. in my life, yeah, um, too. It's 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 really brought some stuff some bu- stuff is really bubbling to the surface uh with these folks these folks with these unbelieving mates you know um, you know or just you know both yeah. of them are in the truth and they just don't really like each other you know right but they stuck in the house yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, yeah. it's a lot going on and you can tell on zoom too you look at them you like man what's going on you can tell it's like, it's like why are y'all on two different devices <laughs> like, right like- exactly why you in one room? Why she in the other room? Like, 
the whole meeting. So yeah, you know, it's one thing if you got a part, you know, and you got to be on separate devices, but you 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 don't you don't have parts like that, and and your wife always be on a separate device, but whatever. Yeah, I don't get it. But man, we are gonna get our get right into our show, man. We got let's do it. Let's do it. It's been so long. I know. Let's I know. Long. Last time we was here, well, we was here during the Clippers uh, debacle. <laughs> now the NBA is over. Uh, the bubble is over. The Lakers have been crowned the NBA champions. I did not watch as, as I predicted. <laughs> I, yes, you did. Congratulations to Ian. Shout out to Ian for that prediction. I picked the Clippers uh, to win it all, and the Clippers failed me miserably and made the path easier for the Lakers. And at, at this, at, at we honestly, the Lakers made the path a little bit more difficult than what they should have made, which I'll get into later. But hey, uh, but shout out to the Lakers, man. Shout I, out to the Lakers. I, I, shout out to I, the Lakers. I, honestly, I, I feel the better team won, or the best team won, I should say. Oh, the best team uh, did win. You know, I, I, I shout out to Frank Vogel, who, who's always been an excellent coach. Yeah, I'm um, glad he's getting his due. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting his due. He was, he was, he was the man in Indiana when we kind of forgot track. about him. We kind of forgot about him when he, um, when he went over to Orlando with that garbage team. Um, just a rat team. Um, shout out to man. Shout out to Jared Dudley, man. Shout out to Jared Dudley. <laughs> Jim Jones, aka Jim Jones. <laughs> the Jim Jones shout of the out, NBA. Shout out to, to to Alex Caruso, Mr. Four Seasons. I'm gonna have to call him up, man. I, my 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 furnace ain't ain't keeping up the speed, man. I need. I'm gonna have to call up Caruso um, to see if my condenser need to get changed. Um, who else? Who else? Dwight Howard, man. Shout out to Dwight Howard. Uh, oh, I got something for Dwight Howard later, but go ahead. I got a, I got an award for Dwight Howard, but go ahead. You know, shout out to uh, 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 Contavious Caldwell Pope with his, with his civil rights face. Um, <laughs> who else? Who else is on the squad? Um, oh, you got Rondo, man. How can you, you can't forget Rondo. Hey, you can't forget the guy that shot Ricky. Yes. Yes. Playoff Rondo, man. First, first NBA player to win a championship with the Lakers and the Celtics. Man. Uh, is, yeah, shout quick out question, them, quick shout question, out quick question, quick question. Just a yes or no answer. Is Rajon Rondo a Hall of Famer? First ballot. No. Oh, okay, okay. First ballot, no. Okay. But do you think he'll eventually get in? I think he will. Um, I think he will. Okay. I think he will, but first ballot, no. Whatever, whatever comes after first ballot, he'll get in on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and it, yeah, I, I think it strongly depends on what year he retires and what class he'll be coming up with, because that plays a factor too. If you're coming up in a class that's like this class that came up this year with Kobe and Tim Duncan, like this was a heavy class, so it's gonna be tough if you retired on the same year as Kobe Bryant and you was you was a really good player but you wasn't as great as Kobe and Tim so of course you're gonna get the short end of the stick is uh did, did they ever let Chris Webber in but I feel like no Chris Webber's still not in we've had a oh, show yeah. we've had a show a couple of seasons ago in regards to how I feel like he's been getting robbed from the Hall of Fame 
but uh, he's if not Chris in. Chris Walker ain't, ain't in there. He, Rondo don't belong in there yet. If Chauncey Billups is in the Hall of Fame, Rondo should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, Chauncey Billups, man, he he pulled off a Mission Impossible. You know, he did. And, and he kind of reinvented himself as a player. Um, and they were good even after they won that championship. They were still good for like a, what another three years after that. They were still another contenders. Three years, and then he went over to Denver, and they and they ended up going to the playoffs in Denver. Almost beat the Lakers in the conference finals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Billups got a good. He's got a definitely a great. I mean, he definitely deserved to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying, you know, Rondo kind of had the same kind of half as Billups, you know, being kind of written off and then just turning his career upside down and just being a, a reliable point guard. He had a couple of bumps in a row with Dallas and with it when he was traveling around and he was labeled as a coach killer. But I mean, he shows up in the playoffs. You look at his numbers and his like historical numbers in the playoffs. He's he's up there with a lot of people that's in the Hall of Fame. Now, regular season, I think hurts his case because, I mean, even in regular season, he was putting up double-digit assists every year. He was getting triple-doubles and stuff like that before triple-doubles became overrated. But, you know, he's he was doing his thing. I, I think Rondo's a Hall of Famer. Not a first ballot, I agree, but I, I think Rondo's a Hall of Famer. I think he'll eventually get in here. But, but yeah, man, shout-out to LeBron. Shout-out to AD. Uh, Danny Green. Despite the death threats, he shook it off. <laughs> yeah, and, man. Uh, I, I I remember. I, oh my God. I, I hate. You know whose commentary I hate? Mark Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark. Mark can go over the. He, Mark has <laughs> said a lot of double. He says stupid stuff, and or, and when he's not saying something stupid, he's saying something that's very obvious. But he's yeah. he says it in such a way like he's dropping knowledge. He's the you Phil know? Sims of the NBA. <laughs> uh, I think I don't think uh, Miami has gotten enough credit for being the team that they are. No, no, they're getting plenty of credit. Uh, Mark Jackson, they're in the finals. Right. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? They beat the uh, they <laughs> they beat uh, the Celtics. Uh, Sending death threats to Danny Green and his wife. We are we are better than that. We are better than that. Are we? Are we? Uh, Mark Jackson, are we better than that? And why are you saying we? I didn't write a death threat. Right. <laughs> You know, America is a crazy place right now, Mark Jackson. Like, we're not better than that. I, I would totally expect Danny Green to get death threats. <laughs> it's a part of sports. It's happened. If you look through the history of sports, of uh, of players who blown obvious opportunities to win a championship, they have Joke, gotten Nikolai, Jokic is one of the best passing centers in the league. He does not get enough credit. Yes, he does, Mark Jackson. Like, like stop saying that. <laughs> Mark, oh Mark, but real, real quick. So our first topic. What, what, now that the bubble is over, man, what's your final verdict on the scale of one to ten? As far as the 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 level of the uh, of uh, overall, I'm just saying overall, or overall. just how impressed I was that they put like 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 in terms of what they pulled off. I'm giving it a ten. I'm giving it a 10. Now, as far as, you know, just overall performance and play and, and, and how the game's played out, um, I, I'll give it an eight. I, I'll shave off a few points because um, I, 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 I do like how they eliminated home court advantage. So the, the best team could truly win. But I don't, 
I'm not. I wasn't a fan of what ended up happening with a lot of the injuries, because a lot of the teams, especially toward the end, they just weren't at full strength. But that's you can't really blame the bubble for that. I guess. Um, I guess I that would have happened. For that. I blame COVID for that. I mean, yeah, that, that three month layoff and then having to come back, get yourself back in shape. They only had a month to do it, and and then the quarantine procedures is like. You know, this player, that player, they're leaving to go see family or they're leaving to go get hot wings at the strip club. And, they, and now they got to they gotta sit out 14 days. It's like there, there were a lot of factors that affected things. But, uh, but you know, outside of that, I was I was I was tuned in. You know, you know what's funny, man? I was I was tuned in to just about every round of the playoffs except the finals. Like I the finals, I didn't even start watching the finals till game three. Mm. You good. I didn't watch the finals until the last minute of game five. Oh, wow. I, I didn't watch any of the finals. They were good the games, last, man. The last minute of game five. I missed I miss Jimmy Butler's first 40-point explosion. I went back and watched the highlights off on YouTube. I mean, I really watched the whole series on YouTube. I just watched the quick highlights to see what, you know, happened and everything. And that was it. I, I kind of, I was one of those that was guilty of saying that the Lakers was going to sweep. I, I felt, I feel like the Lakers should have swept Miami. Um, but Miami, I, I shouts out to Miami, man. I mean, I, my hat's off to Miami because, you know, Jimmy, hey, I know we criticized Jimmy a lot on this show in the past. And, but at the, at the end of the day, man, Hey, Jimmy betted on he keeps betting on himself and he keeps he keeps coming out the victor. Um, I didn't think when he joined the Heat, I was like, what? Okay, that's interesting. Let's see what happens. And he basically helped get the Heat along with some nice talent around him uh to the to the finals. And you can't take that away from him. It, that, that's something that you can't take away. Jimmy had an Allen Iverson like uh playoffs playoffs this year. He did. He did. Oh, um, and like Allen Iverson, and like Allen Iverson, I don't think he'll ever get there again. Depends on if you know what. We'll get to that. We'll get to, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, we're going to talk right, about we'll that, to later. that later because I, I got some mailbag questions <laughs> from, from the fine residents of of, of, Chicago, of the Chicago land. My my rating is the same as yours uh, as far as the overall. As far as the overall preparation for the bubble, yeah, mine's is a ten. And then as far as the actual playoffs is an eight. My my only uh, gripe with the playoffs was my only my only gripe with the playoffs is yeah they had home there was no home court advantage which I like too I like that I thought the level of of basketball was great um, a lot of the series we was left with some great series like Nuggets Jazz Nuggets Clippers. Celtics Raptors was a great series. Celtics Heat was a great series. But I think um the lack of being able to travel gave gave it gives teams a, a much better advantage. So, you know, not having to travel that's and just go back to your hotel room. I mean, that was that's like a huge benefit for a lot of players. So, uh I I wasn't too big of a fan of that because it's like 
you know, you got LeBron saying, oh, this is the toughest thing I've ever did. This is the toughest. And I'm like, bro, you, you're playing basketball and you go to your hotel room, go back to sleep and come out for like, you, you rest up for a day and you go right back to the gym. You ain't flying on an airplane, traveling across the United States to go to a state, allow packs uh, 3,000 three thousand in attendance stadium like <laughs> don't don't overrate the whole non-travel thing like like people oh well, this is this is so hard this being uh, playing all of these games is so hard no you, you guys didn't even have to get on a plane what are you talking about yeah, so, I, yeah. I just i didn't like that whole aspect but other than that I, i'm going to a great hire i'm gonna go nine out of ten the reason why it takes my what takes my grades down is the finals. I thought the, you know, I, I I just didn't watch the finals. I didn't have no interest in the finals. I wasn't interested in that matchup. Uh, it turned out to be a better matchup. I was wrong. It turned out to be a better matchup than I thought. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, you know, Lakers ended up being on top at the end of the day. Uh, but on the flip side. Even though I ranked this a success for the NBA, I don't know if you heard, but the NBA lost a lot of money during the bubble. Yeah, did, did One, you hear about the um the the, the uh, ratings and the ratings too? That 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 contributed to the the financial plummet. One point five billion. One point five billion. The NBA lost. It said, and I got this from an article. It says there was. There I didn't even know you could lose 1.5 billion. Like, I didn't know that money, either. How much money were they making before? <laughs> That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But here's a here was some factors that I read about. One, it says uh, there was the shutdown that caused the pandemic, which was obvious. The cancellation of 171 regular season games. Completing the season in a bubble at Walt Disney World without fans. The nearly 200 million price tag for operating that bubble and a year long rift with Chinese government that saw NBA games not being showed uh, in China. So, yeah. And oh, wow. I didn't know they pulled the plug in China like that. They only showed the finals. They only showed the finals. They they got over their rift with with Maury and they end up showing the finals but yeah they didn't have they didn't air any nba basketball um and then it says looking ahead to next season the nba's revenue situation doesn't look any clearer there is no guarantee a vaccine will will be released which would allow fans which would allow fans back into the stadiums and basically covid is spiking up higher as of recent as we talked about earlier 80,000 new COVID cases have been reported over the last couple of days. So, yeah, man. Uh, do you think the NBA will be able to get the season started on time when they want, like December? Or you think that they, they're going to... This is Well, gonna I, I heard I heard Martin Luther King Day was the, was the date that they were targeting to, to, uh, to kick it back off. Um, if they if they do what what they're probably gonna have to do, it's like it probably is gonna cost too much money to do two three two two to four bubbles. 
um, they probably gonna have to do what the NFL does and just just you know have the players play in an empty stadium. Um, but they I, can't I th- have any fans at all. NFL yeah, they can't been letting fans, fans in in some of these stadiums. Uh, yeah, I saw, man. I saw. Like, man, we just everyone gonna get COVID. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like at this, it's point, like I, I don't, think- I don't care, I don't care who's president, I don't care who's. You know who's at the helm. Americans are not disciplined enough to just sit down and chill out right. for a month, a month or two. It's like in the in the, in the midst of thing is Rodney. Weather is getting cold. We we have an excuse to stay in the crib. We do, and people are still going out. Man, Rod, the congregation, man, the congregation. Talking to folks, they going to barbecues, they going to parties, they driving to other states where COVID is high. They kick it with worldly relatives. Like, what, 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 what are we doing? They getting too casual, man. Getting too casual. I haven't been inside a restaurant in since COVID started. Me neither, dude. Me neither. I haven't been inside of a restaurant. Everything is to go if I do order out. Or anyone's house. I haven't been in anyone's house either. I've been outside somewhere. You know, outside of my parents, I went over my I went over my parents' house two or three times, and I went over, and it was that was like the drop off anniversary gift, and I went over my aunt's house once, um, back in back in June when everything had gone back down. Yeah, and I was only there for like maybe twenty minutes. Yeah, it's- but but. But yeah, the, the 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 NBA, you know, yeah, they just gonna have to play in empty stadiums is what it looks like, um, and and you know, folks is just gonna have to catch COVID. <laughs> That's it. That's pretty much it. That's gonna until vaccine is found. I don't think Adam Silver is going to stand pat and just lose more money like that. I mean, they're still gonna lose money because the empty stadium is an empty stadium. It's like. They they're gonna lose money just keeping the lights on, basically. Um, you know, but you know, still shout out to him for for making the bubble work to to be able to yeah. play the rest of the regular season and and all the way through the playoffs and not a single player caught COVID. That yeah. is that is incredible. That was, that was remarkable. That was and you did remarkable. it by simply listening to the science. Yeah. Can can we make Adam Silver our next president? <laughs> No comment. Forget, forget, forget NBA commissioner. I want him running the country at this point. I mean, he, that was the perfect solution. I don't know why. I don't know why the higher authorities are looking at that and saying, you know what? The NBA made a, a excellent point. They're so focused on criticizing their stand against you know social oh, injustice. Yeah, yeah Black Lives Matter. Oh, I have to see Black Lives Matter on the court. It's like you, dude, you're paying attention to the wrong thing. Yeah. They played played two and a half months of professional basketball. In a bubble. Nobody caught COVID. Right. 22 teams. Yeah. Medical staff, coaching staff. Media. Media. Malika Andrews. And, and, And the thing you're talking about is not wanting to see Black Lives Matter on a court. Yeah, me break, but I digress. Let's a little bit. So, <laughs> so getting back to the getting back to that, as far as the the NBA losing money, I also read that this could 
also affect the salary cap as well. Yeah, that kind of goes without saying. Um, and, and this could really affect teams like Golden State, who's already over the luxury tax. Now, they don't mind paying the luxury tax. That's how Golden State operates. But then you got the New York Knicks, who are trash. But yeah. they, they still, <laughs> they still they, sell out they stadiums. Stadium, they stadium empty football uh, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Or it should have been. Well, it should have been. But their fans was they them fans were still loyal to that trash team and the trash owner. And they're they're about to be paying the luxury tax too, from what I heard. Who, who, so, what, why do they need to pay? Who because they, they paid all of them power forwards all that money. Cause that they couldn't get Zion. Man, hey, look it up. Look it up. I might hey, I'm going. I, I this is what uh, they they I think they're second behind Golden State. Second Wait, behind no, that can't be right. That can't yeah. be right. Yeah, I'm about to I, look I, I, right I, now. Look, look it up. Look it up. I was shocked when I heard that. But um, yeah, man. If you find it, let me know. But I'm gonna find it right now. I'm gonna look up their roster. Like I'm gonna get into the free agency. There's the. These are the top six possible candidates that might end up on other teams. Or might stand pat, and so you this just. Is a, I, this is in reference to the Knicks, or just in general. This is just in general. This is just in general. Um, Dude, there's no way that that they could be over the luxury tax with these people. Bobby Portis, Julius Randle, yeah, Taj Gibson, R.J. Barrett's a rookie. Alfred Payton, Dennis Smith Jr. and this washed roster, man. How how are they? How are they over the look? And then you you think about the um, the talent level between them and Golden State. Like how how is that? Like Golden State, I get. Y'all got a championship roster, mm-hmm. but this is just dude. They need to fire their GM, man. Yeah, ASAP. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So we have we have I'm, I'm gonna just it's, it's like over 30 free agents but i'm gonna just name the top six just for the sake of time we got anthony davis brandon ingram he ain't going nowhere brandon ingram you think he's staying he has he's a restricted free agent he'll a, stay he'll stay he's a projected to make nine million next year after making sell seven million this year so yeah it makes sense for him to stay uh fred van vliet unrestricted free agent you think he stays um, or goes? He's, he seems like he's pretty loyal to Toronto. I, if I was him, I, I, I'd stay because I think they're going to try to build around him and Siakam a little more. I, they, keep your eye on Toronto over the next uh, three months. Do you think Kyle Lowry stays? I, I would love for him to stay. I would love for him to stay. Like, um, I mean, if he goes, the question is, where does he go? It's a lot of teams that need... need guys like him that's true that's true i just i don't know man i i i you you want to chip with this with this with this uh in this franchise i think he needs to stay but you know hey you know i'm, I'm not the one out there you know playing and whatnot so and making these decisions so uh but if i had to put money on it I, i'd say he he would stay demar DeRozan has a player option to stay if he wants in San Antonio, uh, he'll be making the same amount that he's making this year, 27 million. 
Uh, if I'm DeMar DeRozan, he's 31 I'm years old. I'm declining the I'm declining that player option and, and testing the the free agency waters. He doesn't seem terribly happy there, and they don't really, you know, they don't might they might not make the playoffs again. So, and there's a lot of teams that could use a DeMar DeRozan right now. So, oh yeah, he still can he still can play. I mean, I think he they say he shot his when I read the stats. I guess he. Sh- he shot fit over 50 percent from the field which was a career high from him this year so he still he still got some game left in him uh your favorite your favorite now and i already know the answer to this one gordon hayward he has a player option to for 2000 to two ah, i can't talk 2021 for 34 million which is a oh, he's taking that play he's, he's taking that player option who who would pay him who would pay him more than $34 million right now? Nobody. That's why I think he's going to get traded. Okay. Yeah, that could happen, too. I mean, I, I'm hearing I, I, rumors. I the Pacers. Him, but, but, but you never know, because that's Brad Stevens' boy. And, you know. Yeah, but I don't think he Danny Ainge's boy anymore. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. I mean, the man gets hurt too much. And when he plays, he, he kind of... In a way, he kind of brings the team down, even though it doesn't appear it it doesn't appear that is affecting that team when he's out there. But it is because yeah. I feel like he's not in the lineup. They play ten times better. I would agree with that. So, I would agree with that. Montrez Harrell up his plus minus, but um, I would I would I would agree with that. Montrez Harrell, you said yeah. Montrez Harrell is the the last yeah, the rest of. Yeah, he's out of there. I don't think he's coming back to the Clippers. Yeah, he out of there. He's only making he only made six million last year. He's an unrestricted free agent. That's crazy. And he won the six man of the year award. He's got leverage now. Been nominated oh. twice too, by the way, for that award. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. So he's gonna get a big payday from somebody. Two chains is gonna get a payday. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna get we're gonna move right along to our main topic. Uh, and you you brought this topic up to me a couple of weeks ago. I, I really like it. So we're gonna talk super teams, man. I mean, the rise and fall of super teams. And so, uh, and also, I got another question too for you: Will there ever be another super team in the future? Um, sure. Why not? Um, you know, the president has been set. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I think I think we'll see another one at, at some point. Um. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, i I looked at the I looked up the history of super teams, and here's some interesting teams that I found. Let's start off with the first one that I found: the 2013 Lakers, which had Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. and a Dwight Howard, a prime Dwight Howard, and that experiment failed miserably. It did. When that first happened. How did you feel when that trade when when those guys first got together? How did you feel about the Lakers going into two thousand? Yeah, I thought I thought they were going to win three more championships. Yeah, me too. I, Steve Nash last year in Phoenix was slept on. He was falling that year before he got to the Lakers. So I was like, man, that's a great pickup. And then you get Dwight Howard as a bonus, who's coming from a disgruntled situation in Orlando. Like, oh yeah. And then you got Kobe, but. 
That and you thought just X's and O's, it just seemed like it was going to work. It was like you got you got three players who who definitively played three different positions, so they're not going to jam up on each other. You know, this exactly. ain't going to be like a a LeBron Kevin Love type situation. You know what I mean? Um, and at that point, I, I I loved Kobe more than way more than LeBron James at this point because 2013 they they had just come off their their second championship with the Heatles and all of that, and it was like. Man, I hate these these dudes. Um, so I kind of was looking at the Lakers to kind of like save the league a little bit. And um, I was too, I admit. I was too. But you know what? I was look actually 2013 was like that last was literally the last year we saw the best of Kobe Bryant before he tore his Achilles. That's the yeah. same year he tore his Achilles against Golden State. And they were fighting for an eighth spot. And Dwight Howard was hurt, and Kobe Bryant was literally dragging this team to the eighth spot by himself. And if it wasn't for his performance, and I think after he tore his Achilles, I think they had like a few games left. But by that time, they had locked up the eighth seed. And, you know, everybody know the rest of the history. They ended up getting swept in the first round. But, like, Kobe was in his bag that year, man. It was just that yep. Nash kept getting hurt, and Dwight yeah, Nash was injured the whole injury. season, huh? And, and Nash was injured the whole season, and quite as as it was kept, Dwight was was his back was hurt the whole season, right? And right. they just he didn't get along with Kobe. Mike D'Antoni was like the totally the wrong coach for that situation. Yeah, I, I think he just he didn't know how to he didn't know how to relate to the players. I, I think he. He he was one of those like look just run my just run my my game plan type coaches like and everything will work out, and you know that's that's not always you know recipe for success. No, it's not. The next super team that I found the 1997 Houston Rockets: Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler. That was a big fail. Yeah, yeah. They almost made it to the finals. They got beat by uh, who was it? Utah was it Utah? Yeah, John Stockton hit that three on Barkley, sent them home. And they were kind of three. They were kind of past their prime too, man. Like, well, I know I take that back. They that that ninety nine two thousand team. They were really past their prime. Right, Barkley was. I still. Barkley was almost exiting his prime that year. Then in 98, that's when Barkley was done. But Barkley still had some left in the tank. Drexler was done, in my opinion. Drexler was like... Drexler was done in 92, man. <laughs> Drexler was in over his head. Hakeem still had some, you know... He was still unstoppable in the post, but... Like, yeah, you could, you could saw, you saw the writings on the wall, man. They, they, they was, after they lost to Utah, that window shut, like, with immediately. The, with the, yeah. It, it was, it was over. It was over. Uh, another super team. I don't know if you can count this as a super team. I found this on the super teams list. The 2012 Los Angeles Clippers, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. CP3. JJ Reddick, too. Don't forget about JJ him. JJ Reddick was on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they count. That count. They failed, too. That was a fail. Big fail. 
that's that's I don't I don't even know it's it's it, what went wrong with them. It's it's so many things that you could kind of point the finger at. Um, you know, Doc Rivers, yeah, his coaching ability, you can call that into question. You know, what what was was they really getting along with CP3? Is you know, it's like years after the fact we we're starting to see maybe that might have been the case too. It was just it was just too many it was it was too many chiefs not enough indians um you know um or, or they just good old fashioned just ran up against a better team yeah i'm trying to look up cuz they lost to, they lost to houston right twice was it houston yeah i think they lost to houston um um looking it up that year the uh 2012 playoffs <clears throat> and let's see what we find. All right, let's let's let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look what happened to the 2012 Clippers. Oh, gone. Yeah, go to the basketball reference. Let's see the Clippers. They beat Memphis, and then oh, they lost to San Antonio. San Antonio, yeah, they, they lost to San. Swept. They got swept by San Antonio. Ooh, Ugh. yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah, and 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 that was the that pretty much. I mean, it just kept going. They just kept going with the failures. Like they lost to Memphis one year. They lost yeah, to in the next year the Houston Rockets. No, the next year they lost to uh yeah, they lost to Memphis. Yeah, they lost to Memphis. They lost to the Rockets. The next year, I think they lost to Portland. Uh, it, one of those years. It, it was it was Oklahoma City. OK, OKC beat them. Yeah. And that was a series that people were starting to label Chris Paul as a choke artist in the playoffs because Remember, he had that bad turnover. I think it was like game four in OKC. Clippers had a chance to take a 3-1 lead. And Chris Paul had two really bad turnovers at the end of that game. And they ended up losing. So, yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad. Next up, you're going to like this one. <laughs> the 2004 Lakers. Kobe, Shaq, Carl Malone. Gary Payton. Oh my God! Um, Woo! You know that that was a classic case of subtraction by addition, man. <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Carl Malone. I, from what I remember, he wasn't he injured a majority of that year. Yeah, he was injured most of the time. Shaq and Kobe was going through their riff. Kobe was going through the whole uh, Colorado incident. Pay Gary Payton was kind of not fitting in in the triangle. He just it just didn't work for Gary Payton. Gary Payton actually had one of the worst seasons of his career that year. And Malone, Carl, yeah, Carl Malone was just old man. I think he was just done. He was he was over the hill, and he didn't even play in the elimination game against Detroit Game Five. I, I remember he. He uh, famously sat out that game. So, yeah, it was, it was it was crazy. 
And that team, what, what was crazy about that year, the Minnesota Timberwolves were the finished with the best record. And Kevin Garnett won his first MVP. And they played they played the Lakers in the conference finals with home court advantage. And I, I remember that year, I was like, man, I think this team can go to the finals. And they just laid an egg. And a lot of a lot of that had to do with Cassell got hurt in that series. Yeah. And Latrell Sprewell got hurt. So they were kind of shorthanded. It kind of left Kevin Garnett on the island. But I mean, man, if that team would have stayed healthy, I think that team would have beat the Lakers before Detroit got to them. So yeah, that man, Detroit put a the Detroit put the smack down on the Lakers in that finals, man. Yeah, they had they had um don't forget Larry Brown was their coach. Yeah, Larry Brown. Good old Larry Brown. Coach your coach your team for two years and then be like, all right, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next. Do you think you think you could coach a team, Rodney? No. 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 I'll probably end up fighting somebody. Not a not a professional team, just a team, period. Oh, a team? Oh, I think I can coach like like a little league or or a high school team. I, I think I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to do that. Like, I would love to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love I would love to coach. I always wanted to coach basketball on that level. But hey. It is what it is. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. 2008 Celtics Garnett Allen and uh, Paul Pierce we all know the end of that story I, my my theory about that team about that super team is I feel like if Garnett would have never got hurt in 2009 they would have repeated they, they should have yeah that, that is true but even the year after that and the year after that yeah. you know that last hurrah season or whatever like I, I feel they were good enough to win a championship you know, but they they ran up against a reloaded LeBron. You know, they had LeBron down three to two, 2012 Conference Finals. You know, and Doc Rivers. You know what I mean? He don't do so good in three to two yeah. or three one leads. No, he don't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But yeah, man, that that team should have won at least two. I felt like they should have won at least two. The Lakers, that Lakers Celtics series could have went either way in 2010 but thanks to meta uh world peace you know he, he came through in the clutch and kobe got his fifth oh yeah oh yeah kobe got his fifth uh they put this in the list man but i don't know if i count this the 2016 Cavs. i don't think that was a super team uh yeah yeah the you one think the, so? one, the one that won the championship that be Golden State. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving. Who else did they have? They had JR. And a guy named LeBron. <laughs> like, Le- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's super a, team. That's that a super team. Definitely. We forget that's that they were a super team because they got washed the next two years by Golden State. So not all also, also, even though Golden State won 73 games, they wasn't considered a super team. 
They weren't because they 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 built through the through the draft. They built through they the draft. Considered, they weren't considered a super team until Kevin Garnett. I'm not Kevin Garnett. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant showed up. Yes, signed up with him. Right, which was another one of those teams that's on the list. We we already know that story. The 2011 Heat with uh, actually the 2013 Heat actually was a super team. Ray Allen, Wade, James, Bosh. Yeah, you already had the big three, and then you had Ray Allen in that. Yeah, like, man, and, and hit the biggest shot in NBA history. Like, man, that's huge. And then last but not least, the 96 Bulls, Jordan, Pippen, and Ryman. Not a super team. Man. That was not a super team. I do not agree with that. That is not a super team. Rodman, why are people? Rodman was almost out of the league, man. He had that incident in San Antonio where he was in a car about to commit suicide. Like it was no. He was a high profile dude, but he wasn't like a. He wasn't. He wasn't even an all star like that. No, no. He won a couple of defensive player of year awards of the year awards in Detroit. And he went to San again, like you said, he had that incident, and and, and he just didn't honestly. And I, I I like that they touched on that in that thirty for thirty on Dennis Rodman. The San Antonio Spurs organization was too goody two shoe for Dennis Rodman, and I just think I think that was more of a situation where that just wasn't a good fit for him. He no, needed to go somewhere where they. It went, well, we, as we saw in Last Dance, a coach that's going to be like, hey, hey, you want to go to Las Vegas for a couple of days? Fine. You need to do that. Go ahead. Just make sure you're back. You know, and, my, and you got the greatest player of all time pulling you by the ear from your hotel room and get, pulling them back into practice. It's like Robin wasn't, you know, and I hate when people, you know, and that's going to get into this next topic that I have. You know, when people try to take away Jordan's legacy by saying he had Rodman, and it's like, well, Rodman was a great rebounder, a great defender, but you still got to score points. Rodman only averaged like what six points a game, four, five. Yeah, points he would do. He was almost out of the league. Okay, like really? when the Bulls got a hold of him, like they were kind of Phil Jackson was kind of able to kind of like nurse him back to health. And make him build him back into a a, a competent player, and a you know a, be, a beast on the, on the boards. Like that's that's what they needed. But I mean, Mike and Scotty, they got them through the draft. Like so, no, not not a super team, not a super team. So, so do you? So lead it. I'm leading to this next question. Do you think? Where, where do you think the next super team will happen, and who will it be? Next super team. Huh. People, players like warm weather, man. Um, next super team is either going to be in Miami. That's what I'm thinking. Atlanta or Dallas. Mm. Dallas is, yeah. Dallas could be a possible spot, but I'm I'm leaning more towards Miami than anything. All these rumors circulating about Giannis possibly being and Embiid going to yeah, and Embiid going to to my to Miami. It could be a possibility. It could with Jimmy Jimmy still being there. 
you know, they got a lot of decent pieces around them. Hey, I, I don't, I see it happening. I see it happening. I mean, and with Atlanta, you got, you already got Trey Young. So you got Trey Young, you, you got Collins as bait to yeah, trade yeah, for trade yeah. bait. I'm oh, saying Collins for trade bait. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got Collins for trade bait to pull off the trade. So, yeah, it's a possibility. So, yeah, like, I see it. Ha- I see it could be a possibility in Atlanta. Uh, Dallas is a wild card, definitely, because you got the Mark, Mark Cuban effect. So, yeah, man. I, I I could see it happening, but Giannis, man, Giannis ain't gonna win a ring in Milwaukee. I'm sorry. The only sorry. thing with with Dallas though, like they seem to like get players like a little too late. <laughs> it's like it's like they're they're like the Bulls light sometimes. It's like it's like they got uh, they got Harrison Barnes a little too late. They got Rajon Rondo a little too late. You know they got uh, who's the other guy? Uh, um, they got Wesley Matthews a little too late. Ugh. You know what I mean? It's like they're always picking up these these players who have been solid, you know. But yeah, it's always a little too late in their career. Like that's what Dallas does. Yeah, they got they got, they got uh, De- DeAndre Jordan a little too late. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that wasn't their fault though. We all know the story. What happened? Yeah, with that. yeah. But he ended up over there. But he ended up over there eventually. But they wanted him a little earlier than that. <laughs> that was a uh, that Chris Paul did the you know flexed his muscles on that one. But yeah, man, uh, I, I see it. I agree. Miami is to me. I think number one on that list is a possible next destination for a super team. So uh, moving on, man. And get to his next topic. So the, the NBA finals is over. MVP, you know, you know how we do, man. MVP, we've been talking about this for a long time. Y'all who follow our podcast already know our stance on this next topic. But what I want to get into with this next topic when it comes to the GOAT conversation is what are the newest mental gymnastics like reasons from LeBron James fans in that you have now that you are now starting to hear in regards to LeBron's case for the GOAT. Is this a mailbag question? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um I, I haven't heard a whole lot to be quite honest with you. It's like the, the people who are saying he was the GOAT today were saying he was the GOAT two years ago. Right. Um so the 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 mental gymnastics. I mean, the only the only the only argument they really have is is cumulative stats. It's like if you break down per season averages, no, he's still not the goat. But if you if you take into account everything he's done over the I don't know the past seventeen years, it's like yeah, he's the he's the he's the playoff leader in, in games won and games played and, and and rebounds and assists and points. He's played forever, so. Um, that's that's the only real argument they have, but it's it's like I don't, I don't even like getting it. It's like people's minds are just so made up. It's like it's like people who say the Migos are the best rap group ever, but they never heard a single Bone Thugs and Harmony song. You know, it's just <laughs> it's like shut up. You don't you don't know what you're talking about. Like just 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 sit down. Let that let the experts hash this out. 
Right. You know, right. but I'm I'm not. I mean, outside of the 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 craziest thing I've heard, and this was before they even won, was when Nick Wright said, "If they win, it should count for two. It's like eh, that's not how this works. What? Remember, remember, Nick Wright said if they won a championship. I, I don't follow Nick Wright, so I, I don't know. I know, I don't remember. Yeah, it should count for two championships. How like, how does it count for two championships? Because of, because of the bubble. It's <laughs> the bubble, Rodney. It's 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 so hard to play in a bubble where where you're not getting on a plane and traveling, and, and you got nothing else to do but practice. It's the bubble. You know, you're away from your family, and you know, it's the bubble. So they 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 haven't thought this through. They just they're just trying to leapfrog him without him before he actually puts in the work. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm taken aback by that one. <laughs> yeah, it should count for What'd two. What you say, Ian? Oh, this is the bubble. It's a, it's a bubble. Are they away from friends and family? It's just a bubble. See, Kobe died. <laughs> I'm like Michael know. Jordan looking at the at the tablet right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done on this, man. It's oh. like it's like I, I I can't I can't think of a, of any other arguments to 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 present to people. They just people just want to believe what they want to believe. It's like, yeah, LeBron's a beast. He's probably gonna be top three at the end of the day. But last I checked, six was more than four. So right, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna just touch on this one. This new, the one new one that I've heard is the coach argument. Is all uh, Mike had Mike had feel, you know, now that the last dance is over with, you know, oh, Mike had feel, he had a great coach, he had the great system, he had the triangle, he had this. But it's like you're eliminating your own argument by saying that because Magic Johnson won two championships without Pat Rowley. Does anybody remember who those coaches were? No. Larry Bird won three championships. Does anybody remember his coach? No. no. So, a great cut. First of all, the whole narrative about Phil Jackson after Mike won six rings, the arguments in the in the barbershops of, you know, I used to work with a Michael Jordan hater in CeCe. So Mike would always, you know, but but the one thing CC always said was that Phil Jackson didn't really coach during the last five Bulls championships. He really coached that first year when they won their first championship, but the rest was all Mike. And that was a, that was the topic of discussion. People would say, oh, you know, Phil wouldn't have won those rings without Mike. Mike was the one doing it. Phil wasn't really coaching. And now it turns, you know, as time progressed, Phil won with the Lakers. Before he won with the Lakers, he turned down the Knicks job and the Nets job before he took the Lakers position. So I don't know. I don't think his story is the same if he took the next the Knicks job or the Nets job prior to taking the Lakers job. So Look, look, look. Michael Jordan was great. Come on, man. Michael Jordan was great. He was the greatest of all time. That's why he won six championships. Kobe and Shaq together were great. That's why they won uh, three championships together. Kobe was one of the best to do it. That's why he won two more. Simple as that, man. Simple as that. It's like to say that you're ignoring you're ignoring the work that Kobe and Shaq put in. Exactly. 
So it's like there's a lot of things that have to go right for a championship to be won. But it's like, yeah, you just can't be like, oh, like Phil had the magic touch because he didn't. What happened that last year when they had Gary Payton and Carl Malone? Right. Exactly. What happened with that? Uh, great point. Great point. In but closing, I, I, gotta, I got I got about 20 minutes here. Uh, go, yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. In closing, I'm going to just say this. Jordan is the only superstar player to never lose in the finals. Only super, only superstar player. Name another superstar player that's never won. If you got another superstar player that's never lost in the NBA Finals, come holler at me because you're not going to find it. <laughs> We're going to go to a Elijah commercial won, break. Elijah Wan yeah. lost in 86. You're okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Bill Russell lost two. He lost one, two. Okay. okay. Kareem lost one, two. <laughs> like, <Wow. laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. I, I can keep going, but we don't have time. Ian don't have time. He got things to do. He busy. <laughs> so we're going to get into we're we going to get into the commercial break first, and then we're going to talk about some music. Let's do it. Tiger yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. It's been Forget about us, put the blame on me. Did you know that every seven minutes a black person is born in this country without soul? Hello, I'm B.B. King. Won't you help Don Simmons and the thousands of others that suffer from this tragic disorder? Its cruel symptoms can strike anyone. Let's take a look. I think the Republican Party has done one heck of a job. Don't you, June? I'll say Ward. We Republicans have turned this country around. <laughs> Safety and good mileage are the two things I looked for in a new car. That's why I bought a Volvo station wagon. Hi, I'm president of the David Hartman fan club here in Glendale. I've even met David Hartman once. What a neat guy. Chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cherry. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cherry. Good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. This is B.B. King saying, won't you please give so that Don Simmons here and so many others can become useful members of society. Or below me a kiss and that's lucky too. Right to blacks without soul. Post Office Box 1305A, Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you. All right, we back. We back. All right. Uh, I was on your podcast a few weeks ago, Ian, and uh, a topic of discussion came up. And I was like, man, I think that would be a good topic for us to talk about on the show. CD collections, the CD collection era. Me and you grew up during that era. We was heavy on CDs. I remember uh, going to Crow's Nest, bumping in the end, and recommending albums to me. Hey, <laughs> it was just like, yo, CDs was the thing, man. And, uh, and we are, and we are, we are specifically covering a very specific time period. Yes, yes, exactly. And for me, my time period was my barber college. CD collection 
my barber college CD rotation. And what you got for us? Okay, for for so for me, I went with what would have been my first year of college had I actually completed it. Um, so this is albums. These are the top ten albums I was bumping from. I would say fall of two thousand. Yeah, fall of two thousand two to uh, maybe spring of spring summer of two thousand three. Okay. These these were my these were my college quote unquote college albums that I remember bumping the most at that time, and the 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 reason the reason these albums stand out so much is because they were albums I discovered on my own, um, or at least seven out of ten of them. Because when you're in high school and you're around your buddies, you're the crew and everything, everybody's telling you what to listen to. Everybody's suggesting this and that. And, you know, you you, you hear stuff, ba- you, you listen to stuff based on people's recommendations, correct? Exactly. So, um, but with these particular albums, divorce, I was divorced from that scene. I was completely solo. I was, I was working a, a full-time job. I was in school. So a lot of stuff... A lot of dopeness I had to discover on my own, which made it so much more rewarding. So these these are the 10 albums in no particular order that I was bumping the most during that time period. First year of college. Uh, Aesop Rock, Labor Days. Okay. Um, Weird album, but I thought it was a phenomenal album. I thought he 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 really paints a picture. Well, you know his commentary on like capitalism and just modern day life i i, I thought was an excellent take and when i was beginning to grasp at that time uh lp fantastic damage nice um love that album man love that now i used to just just jam out to the album constantly man uh did a lot you, of tagging. you recommended that album to me a long time ago too and i checked it out and i was because i'd never i wasn't up on lp at the time and I was like, oh man, this is this is it right here, man. This is fire. Yeah, it was out of this world, man. I I, I did a lot of tagging uh bumping that album. Um, next one, Mr. Liff, I Phantom. Okay. Um, another one, man. I just I just it is an album that just changed the way I saw the world, you know what I mean? Like in, in young adulthood and you know, uh just you know, just encouraging me to you know, always make time for my passions, you know, and my hobbies, like, because, you know, I, I felt the story told with that album was just, it was just excellent. It was just excellent. And it, it, it was a, a broader theme to it, too, that um, I feel is important um, to listen to. All right. <laughs> Next one. Slum Village, Trinity. A uh, lot of people, a lot of, it's, this is a divisive album. A lot of people had they, you know, felt very strongly one way or the other about this album. You know how I feel about that album, man. And, and I, I hear your arguments. They're valid arguments. But Elzai supremely lifted their ceiling. Lyric. He did. He did. He made he that did. album tolerable. And there was some hot beats on there, man. The production, that- production was on point. I will I will agree with you on that. The the high, the high points of that album is production and Elzai. Uh, the low points is the introduction and Batin and T3. They were trash. <laughs> that's, that's most of the group. <laughs> I know. And, and I just, oh, oh my God, man. But they wasn't that bad on Fantastic Volume 2. Like they were, I, I, I enjoyed them on that album. And it was just like, well, I'm, uh, anyway, go ahead, Ian. <laughs> All right, next up, next up. 
little brother for listening. Okay. Um, what can I say about that album that hasn't already been said? It was excellent piece of work, excellent thing overall all thing exactly game changer. Um, they 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 were the the uh, spearheading a new sound and new movement for hip hop, man, and taking it back to samples long before Kanye West made it popular again. Exactly. Um, next up, Common Electric Circus. Um, I bumped this album a lot back then. Me um, too. I, I don't bump it so much these days, but like the stuff on there that was good was really good. Um, you know, did I like it as much as Common's previous work? No, but it was he had built enough equity, equity, equity with me at that point that I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just listen to this, give it a thorough few listens, and, and see, you know, what what he's cooking up here. And it was it was for the most part a rewarding listen. I, I think the wheels kind of fell off at the end of the album, um, <laughs> thanks to some outside influences, but. <laughs> Uh, it was overall a good album, man, and it, sh- it, sh- it it showed a lot of growth. I-, I-, I felt that lyrically he showed growth. I felt thematically he showed growth with some a lot of things he was rapping about that a lot of rappers just were not rapping about. Like me, you, and Liberation is like just a, still just an excellent track that was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, Soul Power was my joint. <laughs> yeah, Soul Power hooked me in. I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna be a great album. Um, next up, Jizza, Legend of the Liquid Swords. Mm, yes. Could not have a, a list without without no Wu-Tang on it, man. Jizza's Legend of the Liquid Swords, one of the, the probably the most underrated Wu solo project in my oh, opinion. Oh, I agree, 100%. 100%. Um, just, just banger after banger after banger, man. Just, he, he really over-delivered on that, on that album. Um, next up, DJ Jazzy Jeff, The Magnificent. Um, we did we we did an album face off on it on my show, man. It's an excellent album, and it won. It yeah. actually won. I was on that um, episode. It was just it was such a surprise. It was just such a out of nowhere album. It's like you know, I remember hearing this one dude telling me about it. Like, gotta check it out, gotta check it. I'm like, man, how good can it be? And I, I threw that thing on. I'm like, oh my god, I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Next up. Master Ace, Disposable Arts. Yeah, that's a good album. That's a really good album. Great album. Great album. I put my boy Zach up on that album. He loved it, man. He loved it. Oh, that's it. a great album. Great selection. He was like, man, this dude got anything else? I was like, dude, check out Long Hot Summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then lastly, Mystic. Cuts for Luck, Scars for Freedom. I love this Underrated. And thank you. I love this album, man, from that, beginning to end. I saw her in concert. How, how was she? She was really good. She was really good. She opened up for Daylight. Okay. Really good, man. Really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Excellent album, man. Excellent album. I just, you know. Uh, she had flows, too, man. She, she was, had flows. She could sing. The, beats, sing. Was, the beats was hard. The, it was the, just the, unfortunate the, she didn't get the promotion she needed. But, man, dude, she was good. Yeah, she was excellent. She was excellent. But that's that's that, that was my top ten my first year of college, man. Man, nice, nice collection. Nice collection, man. Nice collection. Mine's. I was in Barber College in two thousand. So uh, you're gonna hear on this list. You're gonna hear a lot of familiar albums. 
I didn't get so deep. I didn't start really diving deep until I got to Gordy's and, you know, I started, I, you know, I started going to Dr. Wax a lot when I found out about Dr. Wax and, you know, really like digging deep and getting into all those albums that you just mentioned. You just mentioned a lot of, a lot of, a lot of those, all those albums that you on your, your collection, pretty much stuff I started getting into and started branching away from old stuff that I was listening to. So, uh, but here it is, here's the collection. It's uh, so Slum Village, Fantastic Volume Two. We got uh, hello, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I lost. It. Oh, Busta Rhymes' first four albums, and, and this is not ten. This is just what was in that CD case that I took with me to Bible College, and we had a little stereo in our lunchroom, and we used to play cards. You know, whenever it was slow, and they'd be like, "Rod, pop on some." I just Take out my CDs, pop on one of these albums. Uh, Supreme Clientele. Uh, nice. Outcast, Equimini, and Stankonia, because Stankonia came out that year. Uh, this didn't get a lot of burn, but it was in my collection. Twister, Adrenaline Rush. Um, okay. All three Funk Master Flex volumes. And the reason why I used to get those albums was because I wanted to discover more like hip hop, like more rap talent. That's how I got up on Cormega, Mob Deep. You know, I started like, I actually discovered um, some, you know, Slum Village actually through Funk Master Flex. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't even know he messed with them. Yeah. And it's actually a song on one of those volumes where he, uh, Tribe Called Quest did a song with Jay Dilla called The The Doodoo. That's the edited version of the song. <laughs> and it had a it the, Clar the Clarence Williams the third edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and check it out. I don't know if you heard the song, but it's it's a great song. And that's how I found out about Jay Dilla's production, too. Um, Common Light Water for Chocolate, Rod Digger, Dirty Harriet. Oh, wow. The Roots, Illadelph, Half-Life, and Things Fall Apart, uh, Tribe Called Quest, The Love Movement, and Beast Rhymes. And the reason why I just put those two albums in there, because I I had I had um, their first two first albums, two out. But, but I had them, I had them, I had them on tape. I didn't have them on CD yet. Oh, wait, who, who is this again? Tribe's first, uh, not, not their first three albums, because I didn't get into Distinctive until later. But I did have Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders, but I had them on cassette. Wow. So that's why I don't have that's why I don't have those two on this list because because I know you're probably wondering why just the Love Below and these rhymes. Well, that's when I started buying CDs, and that's when you know Love the Love Movement had had came out in '98, and I bought it from uh, Rock Records. And you know I, you know what I used to do? I used to always buy the CDs because. Even though I, I I didn't I had a I had a CD player in my room, but I still had a, a cassette Walkman. Exactly. So I would I would buy the CDs and then I would dub the CDs onto tapes. That's what's up. Because I knew it's only a matter of time before I buy a, a, a actual portable CD player. So I used to just do it that way. But yeah, man, I had I, I remember I had the cassette copy of uh, of uh, Midnight Marauders and uh, what was the other one? It was Midnight Marauders and uh, oh and Beats Rhymes and Life. 
Or you had to set up beats. No, wait, no. I take that back. I take that back. I had the, I had the CD of Beats Rhymes in Life, but I did have the cassette of Midnight Marauders. Okay, gotcha. I, I had that on cassette, and I had Beats Rhymes. I had I had Low End Theory on cassette, and then I got those on CD later. Both of those on CD later. So Midnight Marauders for some reason was hard for me to find, man. I I, I just. I could not find it on really? CD for some reason at the time. Yeah, man, it was it was difficult, man. Like they were a high commodity. Like, not in the hundreds. After their- not, in the, not in the hundreds. They our, our record stores had all their stuff, plenty of copies. <laughs> I forgot about the neighborhood record stores too. Yeah, because yeah, if you if you can hit up hit up those, it's like yeah, you you'll find some stuff other cats wasn't copying because everybody out my way was copying. You know, basically what was on the radio. I used to go to the I used to go to those stores just to get like juke music and like house music and skating music because they used to have all the mixes and stuff yeah, and like that Blue, Ma- Blue Master tapes Blue Masters yeah yeah all of that uh, yeah keep it going I got Most Deaf Black on Both Sides Reflection Eternal um, Barrel Monch Eternal yeah, Affairs all the, yeah, all the Lounge Volume 1 and 2 Tony Toucher I mean Tony Touch The Peacemaker And The W Nice So that was in my CD case And that <laughs> I almost infamously lost that CD pouch Of all those CDs One day I went to work I don't know how this fe- I don't know how it fell out of my book bag but I was cutting hair and Linnell's brother, Tyrone, came in the barbershop and was like, dude, I just found this uh, the CD collection, man. I don't know who it is, but man, he has some good stuff in here. I was like, what's in that CD case? Yeah. Like, he was naming all the albums. I'm like, man, that's my CD. <laughs> where did you drop it? Somewhere in front of the shop where he was able to see it. I don't know. So did, you, did you have the, did you have the, 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 the little square 24 to 32 CD I had the 32 holder. I had the 32 okay. CD holder, but it was a circle it wasn't a square I had one of the circles uh, okay okay yeah yeah I had to I had the square joint you know I had the square joint you know what I'm saying I used to pack it out <laughs> right and then eventually when I got a car I had to graduate I had to graduate I had to get the big ones like the big CD case the books you know the bound yeah, you could get like 260 yeah. CD yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, like I, I still got some man. of those left. Bound volumes of albums. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to split them. I used to have my R&B CDs in one, and then I had my, my hip-hop in the other, and then I had my underground hip-hop. I had a, a special uh, CD case for that, too. Man, I used to break. I was like, I was like tactical. <laughs> and I'll never forget so I had one I had one book for the, for the albums I bought, and then I had another book for the albums I burned. That's what's up. That's what's up. So I, I didn't get that time. I wasn't burning albums that much like that. So I was like, I couldn't. I, I didn't do that until later on when I started, when I had my own computer and I was able to burn myself. Then I started, I had bought another like book for that. So, but that was later on when I started having money. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I'll never forget one time I, I was, uh, I, I was dating Danita and we were with the twins and you know, they wanted to borrow some CDs. I remember going through my CD. They, they were going through my CD. One of them was like, man, Rodney, I guess you get everybody a chance. <laughs> no, man, I just you know. know what? You know what? When people used to say stuff like that to me, I, I would I would 
I would get jerky with them right back, but I would like I would I would I would go from zero to a hundred immediately. I'd be like, nah, you just not cool. Right, right. Yeah. Like, oh, I'd be like, oh, what's you bumping? Oh, Ja Rule? Yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 Chris. You're you're a person of discerning taste. And yeah. like, what's that mean? It's like it means you lame. That's what it means. <laughs> you're lame. I'm cool. So like don't don't speak on my stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you want to coach your swine? You, <laughs> oh man, type of person that got uh sweat and suit in a CD collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so lame! So lame, that was so lame. But we, yo, yo, real quick, real quick, I got, I got, I got one. I got one mailbag question I, I got time to hit you off with. Go ahead. Uh, pertaining to basketball. This question comes from Nasty Dog 69 from Harvey, Illinois. And he asked the question Did the Clippers make the right decision for head coach? I'm, I'm 50 50 on it. I'm 50% on it. I, I, I think I, I, I predicted it. It was. After after Doc Rivers, you know, got fired or stepped down, I don't know how it happened, but I forgot how it happened. But I was like, they gonna give it to Tyron Tyron Lue. I, I don't. I think they gonna stay in house. Okay. I, I I'm okay. fifty on it. I'm fifty percent on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm on the fence too. It's like there's a part of me that's like. Okay, yeah, he did win a championship with LeBron, but that was LeBron. That was that was the super team. That was, right, you know what right. I mean? There was there was, right. there was there was there was there wasn't a whole lot of like room to screw that up. You know, it's like they fired David Blatt after seven games. You know, so and they were already in first place. So it's like, yeah, I don't think he's going to screw something up. But can he? Can he? Can he make a B level team an A level team? That that's that's the big question. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and and, and two, what's the fate of that team? Period. Like, is this, you know, we hearing? You know, I've been hearing a lot in the media about you know how the players wasn't really getting along after the after they lost to the Nuggets, and you know Paul George talking sideways, and Montrezl Harrell wasn't really feeling, you know, Paul George. Like, it, it, I've been hearing a lot of rumors, so I don't know. You know, and then you know, there's going to be some more personnel changes there. You can count on that. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. And, and then one of those personnel changes might be Paul George. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. I wouldn't be surprised. I even I've even heard rumors of Paul George to the Nets, but it you know I don't know. I don't know if the Nets want that. Mm, yeah, they they then. <laughs> That reminded me of another question. This is from a me- mechanic named Cliff from the South Shore area. Uh, <laughs> not Cliff, a mechanic named Cliff. Yeah, I, I know. I got you. Uh, are we not talking about the Nets enough? And do they have the easiest path to the top of the East? Uh, I think we're talking about the Nets uh, too much. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the Nets. Until they start playing, until Kevin Durant's on the court, until Kyrie Irving is stop being in this side of this Kyrie Irving witnesses of God's 
kingdom of a kingdom hall that he's stuck in where he has his own believers and he's giving talks and midweek meetings and public discourses and, and Kyrie Irving like watchtower studies with his own self. I need to see him on a basketball court leading a team to a championship because you left Cleveland because LeBron James, you didn't like the fact that he, you know, that you was going to be second fiddle to this guy. Now you're here. You got, you got your boy with you. You got KD with you. Y'all need to show up on the court. I don't want to hear about these, these jumper con, these shoe contracts y'all got together and all these videos of them playing, scrimmaging together and all that. I don't want to see that. I want to see them actually playing a basketball game. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be a train wreck next year, man. I, I, we're already talking about all the wrong things with them. Kyrie's in the media talking about how they're not really going to have a head coach. You know, we're all floor generals. Like, what? Mm. What? Mm. You know, you got, you got, um, you, you got, what's his name? Um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, Stoudemire, um, Amari Stoudemire is there as the assistant coach now. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, and we don't know what type of coach Steve Nash is going to be. <laughs> Shouts out to Jamil for saying the whole locker room going to be smelling like incense. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just too much, que- too many question marks with them, man. And it's like, yo, the East is kind of good again, you know? So, yeah. You know, y'all got to get it together, man. I think, I, when I say train wreck, I think they'll make the playoffs. But I think they're gonna be like a first round out. I I, I think it's it's something something's gonna go awry with them. Like I don't know what. You know, all all all, all my all my previous uh, all previous history points to Kyrie, but um, something's gonna go wrong with them. They will not be one of the teams that makes it to the finals next year. I, I doubt no, it. I, I don't have the match making it to the finals. Nope. I don't see it happening unless you know. Unless Kyrie come back back to Earth. He's not on Earth, man. Kyrie is not on Earth. He he's not. And like it's 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 I just think him and KD are, are a bad fit. Not so much like on the court, but like just far as leadership. It's like, okay, y'all both have won rings. Now y'all on the squad together. Y'all gonna try to get them trying to raise their ceiling a bit. And it's like, I, I just have the feeling when things go wrong. KD's going to point to Kyrie like, oh, it's Kyrie's team. And Kyrie's going to do the same and point to KD like, oh, it's KD's team. You know, I just I just have that feeling. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be like his relationship with Russell Westbrook all over. again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you 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 walked away from a good thing, KD. Um, (laughs) Show did. did. He could have stayed in, in, in Golden State. But we're gonna get into these awards, man. Uh, before you go, uh, I got I got an essence of Otis Award, and it's gonna be given to none other than Dwight Howard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro, like you, 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 you know, congratulations that you won your first ring. But come on, man. The, the and and this and this will lead into my Cuddy Award. But before I get into that, do you have an essence of Otis Award? I got the Pelicans. Um, you know, they didn't hire Van Gundy and you know, they talking all this stuff like they're the master of panic. 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I ain't talking all this stuff. It's like the last good team Van Gundy coach was that Orlando team, and like, uh, that was that was a whole different scenario, man. The league can change a whole lot in ten years, and it can change a whole lot in five years. And you're in a tougher conference. They're not going to be a factor. The NBA wants them to be a factor so bad because of Zion. But just ain't nobody come to see the Pelicans. No, no, ain't, no, ain't nobody coming to see them. Uh, the Cuddy Award, my Cuddy Award goes to Shaquille O'Neal. Did you hear the interview? I did not hear the interview. <laughs> I'm going to send you the interview. And, Please do. And if you can... With with a little with your your power your editing powers, please try to squeeze this into the show somehow. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Shaq tells Dwight Howard he he does an angry man pretty much off Martin and tells Dwight Howard to sit his tail down and calls him a bandwagon <laughs> on a on a, a podcast. I, I don't I, I don't know what podcast it was, but he is a bandwagon jumper. Did you hear he said he was going to go to Golden State next year? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, he said he's looking to go to Golden State. So, oh wow. Uh, but yeah, Shaq definitely gets the Cuddy Award for me. What about yourself? Uh, I, I got no Cuddy Award. I'm sorry. No I got no Award. Uh, you played yourself award? I don't have anything for that. I got nothing. I got nothing. Milk Carton Award. Victor Gold. Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. You know he's trying to get traded. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? I I have no clue. I don't know if he was mad that Nate Mill- McMillan got fired, but uh, yeah, he's he, he wants out. I kind of had a feeling he was going to want out. I've heard he's. I heard a possible destination is Milwaukee. <sighs> I don't know if I like Milwaukee. That. Milwaukee needs another coach. Yeah, Coach Bud, um, he, he, his his philosophy isn't working. His stock really dropped with me. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it, it, it was terrible. It's he's terrible. My my uh, my Mill Carton Award. And I know you're going to be happy about my milk garden award because you're going to be like, hey, man, I've been trying to tell you for decades and centuries uh, about these guys. But uh, the Bears offense, (laughs) the Bears offense, I tell you, trash, trash. And I will say this, Ian, I predicted them alive, man. Huh? It is. Kept them alive. I did make a prediction on the Stayos podcast uh, that how the Bears season was going to go down, how the Bears 2020 season was going to go down, and I'm all my my Nostradamus powers is almost working. I just need one more thing to happen. I did say on his podcast this was back in April after they picked up Foles. I said Trubisky's going to get benched after the third game which happened Foles is going to come in and be okay for a, a few games. Then something, tra- this is the part that hasn't happened yet. He either going to get hurt or he's not going to play well enough to keep the job. And Trubisky is going to be back out there. So, so far, so good. Most likely he's going to get hurt. Cause he, he's Foles is what? He's 35. Dude, he's a walking statue. He's going to get hurt. He can't move back there. 
Yeah, he he's 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 likely gonna get hurt, man. Yeah. Uh, sorry about this. I do have a you played yourself award. This one just popped up in my head. This one goes to Kevin Cash, the manager of the Tampa Bay Rays, who inexplicably took his starting pitcher out after six innings. After six and a half innings, his pitcher struck out nine players, didn't give up any runs. He gave up one single in the seventh and he, or in the sixth inning, halfway through the sixth, and he took them out right after he gave up a single, put in his relief pitchers, and they end up losing the World Series. So, Kevin Cash, you get this. You played yourself award. Sorry about that. I almost forgot about that. Had to throw that in. Shouts out to the Los Angeles Dodgers for winning. Oh, they did win, man. Dude, I ain't been paying attention to nothing outside of basketball. Hey, Mag- hey, Magic got another ring. Magic Johnson got another ring, man. He got a he, he got a baseball ring now, man. Shout out to the Dodgers. Yeah, I it's forgot the World Series was even going on. Yeah, I know, I know. I watched. I did. I didn't watch any of it except Game Six. That's because I didn't have nothing to do. I was just watching it. I'm like, hey, let me see if Los Angeles can cut can pull it off because they. They came up short so many times over the last few years. And so I was wondering if they was gonna pull it off. They did. So uh shouts out to them. It's a shame award. I got nothing. It's a shame what happened to the Cowboys. <laughs> oh. The Cowboys are trash. Uh, the, the Cowboys are trash, man. Did they ever pay Dak before he got in? No. And that's and, and and they deserve they deserve what they're getting just because of that. They should have paid that. You got a franchise quarterback sitting in your sitting on your doorstep, and you overpay for a backup quarterback in Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton comes in after Dak Prescott gets hurt and plays like straight garbage. And Andy now he's Martin hurt. Now you down to your third string quarterback, who nobody, I don't even know his name. The same Andy Dalton from the Bengals. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They overpaid for a backup quarterback instead of paying their 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 franchise quarterback. So, yeah. Take the yeah, Jerry Jones, man. I don't feel sorry for him. And then uh, I got another It's a Shame Awards. The same what happened to Odell Beckham Jr. He tore his ACL with the... Did he? Yeah, he tore his ACL playing for the those orange, those good old-fashioned orange helmets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate to hear that to happen to, to, to OBJ, but... Man, uh, you tell y'all ACL, dude. It's... it's yeah. You're out for at least a year, dude. And then you might not come back that strong. Yeah, I don't know. NBA has been proven that ACLs don't really end your career, like unless you're Derrick Rose. But like football is a little different. Football is different. Yeah, football is different. That yeah, you know, unless you're Adrian. Like Adrian Peterson is really the only one that I saw come back from like an ACL injury and just kill it. But you know, hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. He either get better or he get worse. And I think he's supposed to get. I think this is a contract year coming up for him. So. Let's see. But uh, that'll do it for the show, man. That'll All righty then. It's good to be back, man. Yeah, don't forget to send me that Shaq clip, man. I got to send you that. Yeah, I'm going to send you the Shaq click, clip. I'm going to definitely, uh, man, <laughs> it, it was it was, it was was hilarious. It was hilarious. And uh, 
also, uh, we did have a featured guest a month ago that's also going to be making an appearance. Um, I was able to to witness to him. Uh, it was a rapper by the name of West Side Gun, and uh, he's making great spiritual progress. So, <laughs> uh, you, you'll, you'll hear a little bit of that, too. Um, just keep listening. So. <laughs> hey yo <laughs> hey that's i mean that's why he's he back that's why he been back and forth about retiring and all that stuff hey yay hey it's because i've been witnessing to him that's why that's boom, why boom 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 <laughs> except those guns gonna turn into uh spiritual food yeah <laughs> spiritual gems huh spiritual gems yeah yeah <laughs> but but i'm gonna let you go man i know you gotta go out here and uh handle your business yes sir and uh i'm about to chill about to probably give me something to eat so with that being said we'll see y'all on the next one all right see y'all next one peace 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 peace
It's your boy, Alvin Worthy, Alvin Worthy, boom, 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 I'm not a telemarketer, not a telemarketer, I'm just calling it through a wellness check on our neighbors, to see if you want to hear some good news right now. Oh, definitely, I want to hear some good news, man, what you got? I got this publication not talking about the ones in your library I'm talking about God's kingdom boom 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 oh God's kingdom oh, that, that sounds interesting tell me more you about to have everlasting life I ain't talking about the kind of leave behind bars cause I got these bars Bars for everlasting life on earth, not in heaven, not in heaven. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, uh, we can I start studying? You can start studying right now. Come on down to the kingdom hall. Grab you some anything. Grab, grab you a Bible, and I'll make sure that we dip you the right way. Right way, what you mean? I'm talking about baptism. Oh, okay, but I'll get back to that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll work, we'll work to that. We'll work to that. Alright, man. Uh, where can I meet you at? I can't reveal that location. We gonna have to do a follow-up call. This just the initial. Just the initial. Oh, okay, alright. Well, Here's my, I, I, I just, uh, this your number? I can text you through this number? Of course you can. All right, man, what was your name again? Alvin Worthy. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, Alvin Worthy, boom, boom, bam, whatever your name is. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to my Bible study. See you next time. We out. as a player though what's that so a lot of players on their little instagram bragging like they were the reason they got the championship i ain't gonna say no names there was a lot of that going on <laughs> I, I ain't gonna say no names I, you, you don't have to yeah. you don't have to sit you your ass down you didn't do nothing stop it <laughs> but i already know well, who you're talking about you know I, it too I know you know who i'm talking about stop it there front were, runner by the way uh um, bandwagon jumper stop <laughs> it oh. stop it don't be talking to me like you know players sit your ass down by the way it. lakers front office Post one pick and sit your ass down. By the way, Lakers front office. Follow your dreams and I can't believe <laughs> Stop it. You ain't do nothing. Seriously. Oh, wait a minute now.